everybody. This is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 115. Today is a special one, as we do annually. I think this is our... Uh, I'm just gonna use my fingers. Our fourth <laughs> one of doing these, these top ten films. So this is a top ten of 2021. We can count. So this time around, though, we're gonna be going over top ten films plus two honorable mentions. And one thing I do want to go over is that uh, I've I've, he- I've heard a loud and proud, and everybody is confused as fuck by our format. So we're just gonna go. <laughs> we're just gonna ke- keep it high and tight on this, and just go you know ten through one. Start with the honorable mentions. <laughs> Keep it straightforward for y'all. Yeah. No confusion. Sorry. We, I guess we were a little too highbrow for y'all. We're going to bring it down. We were. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Even last year when we were, when I was editing it, I even told myself, like, as I was doing it, I was like, I'm never doing it like this again. Like, this is getting too fucking complex. Like, <laughs> oh, we, hold we were on. doing, like, yeah. whoever had, like, the, the lowest ranking one gets it or whatever. Get to talk about it. So you're like, oh, my number seven's coming up later. So I need to talk later. Like, no, motherfucker, just talk. So um, yeah. it's going to be a little bit more of a looser one again here. Everybody, uh, from Marco to Bill, I guess they read my outline. I was a little bit direct. On, I, I got to stop writing these at two in the morning, I think. I felt attacked. So I was so, like, ooh, okay. I'm going to say two words about my movie. That's it. You just going to say an email what time it is? You're like, mm, yeah, we know what movie James not, is right now. Not awesome. That's no. it. All jokes aside, though, too, um, we will go through the list. It's just going to go like in an order. So basically, we'll tell you what the list is. We will be posting these on social media like we did last year, little by little per- throughout the mm-hmm. week. So, uh, you know, give you a little taste of it. Like, hey, maybe you should listen to the episode. Be real nice. And, but, uh, and yeah. if you're nasty, you give us your top 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's done it yet, but I mean, I one know. of you might do it one day for the love <laughs> of God. Uh, yeah. One last thing to, to mention as well is Happy New Year's to everybody. This is our first episode of 2022. Woo! Thank you so much for continued support on this. So this is, um, as you know, we just do this as a hobby. And all three of Ready you that listen, you, we though. really like you guys. So yeah, thanks a bunch. We do it for the, we do it for the fan. We do it for that the fan. That being said, <laughs> please. No plural. No plural. Please, yeah. <laughs> please hack your friend's phone and subscribe. Yeah. So uh, let's, without further ado, guys, let's get into the. Movie Pals Top 10 Films of 2021. It's good to be back. Hello. Really connected to this story. After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. You don't know me. I'm 
So right off the bat here, guys, something I want to let everybody know, guys and gals, sorry. Uh, we actually don't know what our lists are. We should not know, at least. Uh, a bit of a secret here. So we these should be some genuine stuff. Uh, so if somebody got fucked up and, you know, they mentioned a movie that came out a year ago, then you'll hear it here, too. And then, you know, you can laugh about it because then it's like, hey, you don't know how to read a list. And then I'll James like, has said it looking straight into my eyes on this video camera. No, somebody, somebody two years ago fucking chose a movie that wasn't from that year. I was like, yeah, that's not from this year. And like they had to change. We had to change it right there. Like, oh, that means that's this then. I was like, fucking was, And that's why I think it was me. Few, I think it was you. You yeah, picked some fucking me. movie and I was like, yeah, that didn't come out this year, man. You're like, oh, no. Well, that's <laughs> funny. Huh. Well, but I, I can't but, count. I thought you meant Apparently, movies that, I don't know what Wikipedia is. He's like, I thought you meant movies that I watched this year. So I chose a bunch of movies from like the 70s. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, we'll have a little recap at the end, too, about kind of what we're, we're going to go over and all that. But before we do start, I do want to go over, even before we do the honorable mentions. Now, Bill, I want to start with you here. I uh, remember last year, 2020, you, um, I mean, you barely could come up with a list on 2020. I remember you brought it up and you're right. like, hey, maybe yeah. we do TV shows. And I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so the what bill, did you the bill think, was like, though? Do we have to do this? Yeah. He's like, I don't think we have a top 10. I was like, I got a top 10. Um, He's like, I got I got a top six. <laughs> top five. Solid. I solid got six. Solid five. Maybe we just do five, five. And, like five puzzles I did or something. Um <laughs> How was 2021 for film for you? What, do you think this is a better year than 2020? It, yeah, it was definitely a better year for film for me. Um, there, there was just a lot more availability. I think the theaters being open helped. The streaming services adapting and giving them a lot more availability online sooner made it easier to access as well. So, yeah, I, overall, 2021 had just a lot more films to be for me at least to be able to go and watch i know james as we'll talk about you you also have had some record numbers this year this oh, last year yeah. so, <laughs> so so i'm sure it's kind of a similar thing but yeah i i i think it was i definitely wasn't scrounging to figure out what exactly um i could put on the list so it was a much better year yeah uh what about you mark do you agree i'd say about the same there was more choice there were more options to see movies, like Nabil said. You know, some studios were very accommodating enough to be like, you know what, we'll release this on on streaming also. And some others said, "Fuck you," you know. Um, you go see it or you don't. <laughs> I mean, but, I uh, mean, for- Warner Brothers is like, we'll lose billions of dollars. That's fine. Why not? Yeah, they're like, Shh, we'll gamble. But you know what? Yeah. It it helped us out. So fuck, uh, more power to you on that. I want to say though, out of those HBO Max films. I only watched like two of them in home. All the rest, I still went and saw them in the theater. So, Stones, yeah, like Reminiscence and King Richard, are the only two I think I saw at home. Oh, no, and the Denzel one, whatever that one was with Rami Malek. I forgot what that was called. Oh no, I saw, I saw I quite forgot. a few because there were some where I'm just like, I'm not going to the theater for this. Spoiler um, alert: The Matrix Four was one of those. So. Oh no, we didn't get. That's to talk why about if you, it. you, you follow me on think, Twitter, yeah, that's why it took me four nights to watch that movie. It wasn't that bad, I think, but it was, uh, you mm. know, Matrix Four, you know, woke edition. Um, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good a description of it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or into the metaverse, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. also why we didn't do a bonus episode. You guys, yeah, we were going to do it, but. Um, Marco took three and a half weeks to watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> He's having a, having a rough go with it. Yeah, I was like, fun. you know what, boys? I'm okay. 
I won't lose. I won't lose sleep over this one. I think it was overall about a year. Bigger blockbuster films, I'd say, right off the bat, starting with Godzilla vs. King Kong. I think it was the big first one. Hadn't seen that in a long time. And um, theaters being open, vaccines being readily available for people that obviously want to get them. Right. Uh, as opposed to the previous year when we we're like, are we all going to die? So I mean, yeah, better year. <laughs> so. I mean, I could tell you're wearing your Godzilla outfit right now. So don't tell them, sir. I'm actually wearing the gloves. <laughs> it's hard to type, so. I'm just making a <laughs> big claws. Yeah, so sorry I had a little hiccup there, guys. I was banging on the uh, table. <laughs> As so though excited. I had Godzilla hands and my fucking mic went off because it was like, go fuck yourself. So <laughs> he really thought he was Godzilla there for a minute. Yeah. So, Nabil, real quick, uh, as well for you, this is the things I want to just get over with so people understand. I mean, you, you can talk about it throughout your list as well. But how did you um, how did you pick your list? Like, what was your strategy? What were movies that made it? For me, it was Dart Against the Wall. Nice. Uh, Marco, what about <laughs> you? Went blind. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Saw whichever went happened. If it I heard like a blow, pop, he just I know put his one finger was. through the Wikipedia yeah. list. He's like, and stop. Oh, clever it is. It's like, oh, I saw that one. Yeah. He's like, I uh, rolled no. dice. You know. My strategy was really just to go around how it, how the film made me feel this time around. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, last, last year we were going through it and I was telling you that it was much more difficult for me to watch a film and enjoy it because I didn't get to see a lot in the theaters. And so it, it also kind of left a, a, a different feel for me. This year I had a mix of that. And so it really was the films that I saw and I, I felt a, a good connection, whether it was like really enjoying, uh, you know, excited or emotional, whatever it was. That's kind of where I went with it. And, and gave, whichever film kind of gave me the best or strongest emotion yeah. um, kind of made the top 10 as I went through it. Okay. Uh, what about you, Marco? It was a number of things. Quality, experience, emotional factors to it, like how I felt about it. It was almost similar to last year, but with a little more, I guess, added to it. With Spider-Man, because yeah. They, they, well, because <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you have the option of either going to the theaters or staying at home and watching it. And so it kind of became like, is this them, worthy... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. worthy enough, at least for me, is it worthy enough to go see in theaters and is that experience, you know, worth it? And it, I think all that had a play with it. Like, you know, who, who are we going to the movies with? All, all those things kind of played into it. But of course, you know, the quality of the movie, too, and its impact on me personally also determined what made it to my top 10 list and, and what didn't. So I think some of these will be a surprise. Others, you know, you'll just be like, mm, it's Marco. I got it. OK, cool. We'll talk about surprises at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went with, um, I mean, I guess out of everyone, I guess I'm the most theater-driven one out of it, I guess, theater-going. I think you saw the most out of us going to the theater, yeah. 2021, yeah. like, uh, I mean, I did hit, like, I, went at three, I watched, like, 393 films, right? Because I'm a coward and I can't get to 400. So... <laughs> And uh, 136 of those were from 2021. So I watched a pretty good like sampling of everything. And I, I think I chose my list. I, once again, if you don't have Letterboxd viewers and listeners, 
take a look. Make like a list on there throughout the year. I update and constantly mess around with the list already early on because I think I tend to kind of forget about earlier films from the first couple of months, especially like, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll leave notes on it for myself, like what I thought and blah, blah. And, you know, it helps that we review things. So we have a pretty good mix of um, kind of a reference point of like what I talked about then too. And then uh, I'm kind of like Nabil, like uh, a lot of it's emotional driven stuff. A lot of it's uh, like Mark said, the experience itself. And I think for the most part, a lot of times with my list, um, I don't know if any of it will be super like crazy, but I think it's a good mix of everything. That's good. Just not, it, it kind of reflects me as a person, I guess, in my viewing and what I like to watch. But um, I think it's a list that a lot of people could probably take a look at. And if you haven't seen the films, maybe, it, you know, you'll be like, hey, just check that out. So we get it, James. Um, you saw every movie last year. I get it. Almost. I ain't gonna Almost. lie. Hey, he didn't catch them all. Let me brush my shoulders off here. But I mean, I saw all the ones I wanted to watch. There wasn't a single one was like, I didn't catch it. So I'll answer that right now. What 2021 films do you wish you had caught? None. I saw them all. I don't have a <laughs> single movie. I mean, technically, okay, hold on. Fuck it. Let's not get too cocky. Technically, the tragedy of Macbeth, but it's coming out like in two weeks on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm okay with that. Well, what about you, Marco? What, what movies did you wish you had caught? There's quite a number of them. Licorice Pizza is definitely one that I wish I had seen. Palmer, that's no excuse there. I just didn't get around to watch it, so that's another. Coda, you goddamn another one too. (laughs) Yeah, just dude, just no time. I've been work, dude. Just been so busy, dude. Work and a whole bunch of other shit, you know. So I don't, I don't work from home, so I just, you know, like. Although, although I started to watch some movies like on my lunch break now, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch an hour of it today, an hour tomorrow, but. Hey, yeah, sometimes that's the way to do it, man. I used to yeah, do that pretty much, I especially like now that we have the options to to stream them. But yeah, there's that. Those are some that that stick out. There's you know a few others that I mentioned on some of these other episodes that I still haven't watched. So, but those are the main main ones that stick out. What about you, Nabil? Um, there were a few films. I, I try. I really we did saw try a list. Okay, okay. Don't so you let's, lie. let's move yeah. on. Don't you fucking lie. <laughs> Nabil had kidding. a list of like 40 movies a week ago. I'm like, good luck yeah. catching up on that one. <laughs> I've, I've caught up on quite a few, but there's still uh, a list of things that I need to go through. Um, mostly to prep for Oscar season, um, which we're at that point now. I mean, getting close th- to so season. a side note on that, like we're going to watch those anyway. So a lot of those, I was like, I don't mind if I watch these later. I, I was like, yeah. I have a feeling this would not make my list anyways. Or that's just yeah. me being hella ignorant. Or ignorant no, I, I feel the same. I felt even some of the ones that I did see that I thought would make the list, I was like, mm, no, I <laughs> wasn't feeling it. You're like, I'm um, fine. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wanted to see West Side Story. I never made it to the theaters for that, so I'll just have to wait to stream that. Nightmare Alley is another one I really wanted to see, and also the same with you, James. The Tragedy of Macbeth is another big one. So seen those Nightmare are the ones that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Mike Morale, I think, is something I really wanted to see. I didn't get a chance to catch. I don't even think like it was the greatest movie, but it's just like... Uh, that's one thing I do like to do. It's support like director. I, I love Guillermo del Toro, and it, it's so crazy that he has struggles like to uh, Still, finance yeah. his movies, dude. So it's like, fuck, dude. Like This one tanks so bad again. I'm like, he's going to struggle so bad on the next one now. So I'm glad yeah, I caught but, that one. But yet, so. but yet they have a strong following, cult following, and they do. cultural following that people are like, oh, I love this movie. And it's like... See, but it's crazy. Go fucking then, support them. Yeah, dude, that's what I mean. And, and for those people, like, dude, that movie was meant to be seen in a theater too. Like, it's 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 a it's really theatrically set up to be seen on the biggest screen in the darkest room you can go. So, and also that's just the Bill's typical Tuesday. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's get on to this list, guys. Enough with the uh, pandering beforehand. Let's get into what we uh, our honorable mentions first. So we're gonna start with. 
like a, I guess this is kind of like a 12 and 11. This is one we just going to kind of briefly touch on, just to tell them why you, what it is and why it didn't make your list. Once again, we're not here to tell you guys about the movies. A lot of these you've already seen or a lot of what we talked about. So we're just going to tell you why they made the list for the most part. And I think that's going to be kind of what how we're rolling with this. Like I said, a little loosey-goosey. But let's start it out. Let's get on to the list now. So honorable mention one. Let's just do our first one. Let's go around a circle. Let's practice this, guys. Because let's make sure we know how to fucking do this. So it's our first time we're actually going in numerical order. So I know. So we're, we're not good with numbers. Do I wait? Do I wait? <laughs> Even though I use I'm numbers in my job, I'm not good with them. Okay, put your dick away, Marco. Uh, <laughs> Nabil, I actually want to start with you. What's your first honorable mention? And why did it not mine make would, your top ten? Mine would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was it was a surprise film for me. I thought it was original. It was fresh. It wasn't a strong enough contender of the films I was able to see this year to say that oh you know this is a breakthrough of of through that list. But I thought it was a really solid film. And yeah. if there were any kind of lesser films that I didn't end up doing, I I could have bumped this up a little bit. But uh, it was just an overall surprisingly fun film and different from especially from the the Ghostbusters re, re uh, boot kind of thing. Uh, on that, I don't know how franchise it gave. Yeah, the the old ladies ones has been pushed away oh, to the side now forever. Yeah, yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So this one, this one was a, a good kind of reinvigoration of the franchise. I think. Nice. Uh, what about you, Marco? What's your first honorable mention? Batman Returns. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, oh, he's dead two years away, but he's sweating. He's he's writing down his list as we speak. Uh, what oh shit! Came out? Well, uh, what came out this year? Um, the Batman, right? That came out. No, <laughs> it's the Green Knight. Actually, as an honorable mention, I actually just recently watched that one. It was really good. Uh, I was impressed by it. Visuals were awesome. The performances were great. Def Patel was uh, amazing. Alicia Vikander was good. Joel Egerton was a nice little surprise and <laughs> kind of weird, but uh, but I liked it. It, it just, uh, for some reason, I just didn't really connect too much to it, so it, that kind of lowered it in my rankings. Uh, it's a beautiful movie, by the way. Visually stunning. Like, I saw it in 4K, like ultra 4K HD, so it looked just amazing. So if, if you're going to catch this movie, definitely watch it in, in um, 4K, but... Just didn't really quite have enough for me to really add it to my list, but wanted to mention it as an honorable mention. Or take a fucking time machine and go back and watch it in theaters as it probably should have been done, you <laughs> fucking cowards. I mean, it looked great on my OLED TV. Looked even better on a thousand foot, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my honorable mention too. No, my, sorry. I haven't even done my first one. Look at me jumping. See, this is why we're, this is why we're starting right here. Uh, mine is Dune. Because uh, it's a half a movie, so yeah, just couldn't do it. Um, I think as a whole, it's going to be a much better experience. But for what it is, it's just it doesn't quite complete it for me for a narrative standpoint. Just the fact that it kind of only tells half the tale of the story, or maybe even a third of the story at this point. So visually speaking, it was great. I had a lot of fun watching this. I caught this one with Jill. Uh, who actually was on our podcast for this one too. So this was a fun time, a good experience in IMAX. This was definitely a theater-worthy film that Nabil saw on his telephone. So what about you, Nabil? What's, what are your honorable <laughs> mention too? What, what, what is your second one? Well, my honorable mention for uh, the second one is actually Dune. Uh, oh, what a I good did transition. See, <laughs> I know. I did, I did watch it in the theater. 
So I know I'm kidding. You did it see was, you it didn't was, see it in IMAX though. No, yeah, so that's just a little harder out here to get I, an IMAX. I don't, even, so. it, I don't know. It wasn't even again. HD. Better, better off just watching it at home on my 4K TV release. What the this guy is. was in the back cranking the fucking thing for him. He's like, Here you go, <laughs> the sonny. Here's the it's dude. Like I can hear the reels moving. <laughs> look, you got a no. handful of sand through it in the middle. 4D, look, you're in the 4D. desert now. You're in the desert now. <laughs> Fuck. It comes to my face and it's just blowing, blowing air. Like, I'm the world. Sir, that's your pants down. <laughs> I know. That's the sand. Here's huh? some sand. That's your dandruff, sir. <laughs> Sorry, to Bill. We're taking away from you, but no. Dune, Dune was a great film, but I, exactly the same reason as you, James. It was only half of a film. Um, I thought if it was a fuller movie, or they released both at the same time, it'd be the same year. It would be great, but I think so too. Everything there was in the movie to be a you know excellent and solid, strong continuation of what they're going to do with the story, but just wasn't a strong enough entry for a top ten. Nice. And Marco, what is your second honorable mention? This will be a shocker. Zack Snyder's Justice League is my other honorable mention. Well, guys, that's the end of the pod here. Thanks for listening to <laughs> podcast number 115. <laughs> I can't, but well, I'm <sighs> sorry, guys. I blacked out. What year is it? What's going on? Uh, the black and white version. The Army of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, he's just a black and white. Normal one, though, made top three. Why not, uh, Marco? Was it because it was longer than most parts of the Bible? <laughs> no, the, it wasn't that. I really wanted to put it on there just because of the feat it accomplished that, you know, so many people, fans wanted it to come out and, it you know, yeah. no one thought it was actually going to happen and it actually did. And it's like, first time that's actually happened. So, at least for me. So, I thought that was exciting. But there were other movie experiences. There were a few others that carried more weight to them as far as like the emotional connection goes and had to make the call. And I was like, mm, you know what? I can, I can do without, you know what this I almost think of? This movie might've been better in the theaters actually too, by the way. Oh, hands down. Yes. Yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. It was formatted for IMAX, but it was never, at least out here. I know it was like limited, but the whole, uh, the, for, the format ratio of it was IMAX. So it's like, Oh, that might've actually looked kind of cool. Yeah, I think that it probably would have done even better in theaters as well. I mean, it was it was critically accepted well for the most part. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the reason why I didn't really make the cut is there were a few other movies that just emotionally beat it out. Cool. Uh, my honorable mention two is Palmer. So this is the Apple TV Plus film starring Justin Timberlake, and. I think it hits a lot of the right emotional chords and it has a great story with it, especially, you know, about being different and, you know, subject of bullying and such. And I think Timberlake has a fantastic performance here. But just like you said, Marco, there was just a few more films that basically cut it out. But this one probably could have been switched around in my bottom three, probably. Truth be told. I get JT didn't dance enough for you in the movie. I understand. You know, <laughs> I mean, I saw him naked enough, though. <laughs> Fuck, still biting my lip here. Sorry, ladies and gents. <laughs> so let's get into the top 10 now, guys. That's our honorable mentions. We let you know, you know, a few of them didn't make it here. So, I mean, let's just keep it how we're going with this. Nabil, start it out. What is your number 10? My number 10 film was the 007 film, No Time to Die. I thought it was a really good send off for the Daniel Craig films after being so committed to that for such a long period of time. Uh, it was a twist to what the 
general mold of the James Bond films were, which I really enjoyed. And it, it got me excited to see a, a blockbuster like that in this in the theaters and really feel all that hype around a big action film like that. And it had its weaknesses, sure, but at the same time, I thought it was it was just a really enjoyable film, especially after the disappointment from Spectre. Uh, I thought it was a, a good comeback for that and a good sequel to Skyfall. I just, I really enjoyed the film, but again, it had some its shortcomings, so I didn't rank it too high, but definitely made it to my top 10. Yeah, no, good choice. Really good choice. All right, thanks to Bill. And Marco, what was your number 10 film of 2021? My number 10 is Val. Hi, my name's Val. I don't do this with every interview I go on. Take you inside my home. I don't. But I'm going to. My name is Val Kilmer. I'm an actor. Ooh, good choice. Very good choice. Very nice. So I thought this might be a little surprising. I don't think I've ever had a documentary as one of my top 10 movies. So this one really caught my eye. It was uh, suggested by James. He brought it up on the pod and got curious and saw it on uh, the good old Amazon prime. And I, I loved it. It really, it really captured me to really go behind the scenes of Val Kilmer. And yeah, some people think, Oh, actors, you know, you know, tooting their own horn, but it didn't really come off like that. And it, it, it just was very emotionally driven, especially because of my love of this actor and the fact that I, you know, grew up watching a lot of Val Kilmer movies. My my dad was a huge Val Kilmer fan, and I think that had a lot to do with it too. Is that it added that much more connection to me? Very well made, and you really get a sense of uh, who this person is with footage spanning you know over forty years. So check it out. I obviously it made my top ten list, so I stand by it. No, a solid choice. I mean, that almost made me list. I won't lie. So, all right. Yeah. So, my number ten guys is Raya and the Last Dragon. So, I know um, Marco and I were not eye to eye on this one, and <laughs> no. even the, our our fucking uh, recording went out. But I love this one. This is an animated film, the first of a few that I have on here actually, which is fucking crazy. So, this is my number ten because I thought it was a really well done animated film. I think the connections to the Pacific Islander and the fact that it was um deeply rooted in you know because I'm half Filipino, so I think that helped a lot with this, and I connected a lot more emotionally and um to this than I normally would have for an animated film for God's sakes. I think it has a really good story. I like the animation, and um I think Aquafina's hilarious as a dragon so. That's my number 10 pick. Going to you again now, Nabil. See, this is how it works. We're going back down now. What is your number nine pick? My number nine pick is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not... You are also your father. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. This was a very pleasantly surprising uh, film when it came out. Just I, we, We've all been burned out with the Marvel films, and especially with Black Widow coming out, we weren't sure how we were going to feel about this movie, and... Honestly, when I ended up watching it, I was 
it was pretty excited to see a new entry and it is an origin story so it's not the strongest of the marvel films but it just made me excited to see okay they can still get me hyped for something to move forward because i wasn't as hyped about it with going into it so watching it and seeing it and and feeling like it's a bit fresh i mean every marvel film has its issues at the, at the climax of the third act but overall it was it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones especially with like eternals that came out this year i feel like this film really helped set off the stage for what's what marvel's planning on for the next phase and got me a little bit more excited of what's coming up next so this this film was a, a really good entry and a little different from what we've seen before and uh made it to my number nine it's a good pick that, I, I actually forgot black widow came out this year everybody else did too i was like shit that did come out in 2021 i was like holy crap we had like three marvel films in one year you you mentioned letterbox james and that was actually very helpful with looking at what movies we saw this and and our podcast itself and i i saw black widow popped up and i was like the fuck wasn't this last year it was supposed to though originally so maybe that's what it was yeah uh what about your number nine marco my number nine film is the Pixar animated film Luca. Wow, Luca. That was hard to watch. You uh coming? We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Everything good is above the surface. Walking, air, <gasps> the sky, clouds, the sun. Whoa, don't look at it. Very good choice. Look at us with these animated and dragon films. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but this this was a lovely film. that t- It took me a while to finally watch it, but it came out on Disney Plus, and I got the chance to check it out. And it, it's such a touching story about a close friendship between you know two two friends who feel like outsiders and that for some reason just like really made you kind of like appreciate your friendship with your close friends and made you kind of reminisce about those times when you know you've had your ups and downs and you you know make up and your your bonds get stronger and it it was just such a great story overall and it it really you know captured me and was well told the, the trailer, I'll be honest, didn't really sell it to me at first, but actually giving it a chance agree, yeah. because it came out on a streaming service. See how that helps studios actually gave me the opportunity to check it out. And it, it, it just left an impact on me. Like I saw the movie twice. Actually, I saw it once uh, by myself, once with family. And uh, it was very, very well received. So I think that also had to do with it again, tying into the emotional connections in the movies. But um, in, in looking back and looking at all the films that I've seen and including the animated ones, this one definitely stood out for me. Yeah, I often um, tell people to check this out because I I, uh, I can relate to two mermaid boys trying to get a Vespa in Italy <laughs> in the 50s. I thought, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I, I often uh, ride my Vespa and have Marco and Bill ride on, on top yeah, of it. With their, with, with their arms wrapped around and we're just closing our eyes like, <laughs> I hope the world never ends. No, that's a good movie. That is a good one. That's. A good I feel pick. like that was us watching Tenet. <laughs> oh, gosh. God, I saw it so many times. That was last year, too. No, 2020. Yeah, remember? 2020. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, great film. Fact. I love his weird uncle, too, in there. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> what you talking about? So. <laughs> He's from the deep. It's <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, so my number nine, guys, is Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, as you guys know, I'm... I like I like the Ghostbusters films. I actually know once again if you look back on our review of this one too, I have no problem with the 2016 remake or it's, it's whatever hard the hell not that to. was. All right, uh, I thought it was okay. It wasn't. I, I don't think it probably will hold up as well as the other ones, obviously. But I had a blast watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. This was one of those movies where I watched all the previous ones. I told you guys with my niece and nephew, and then I took my niece with me when we went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it's just kind of cool to introduce someone that's only like. 11 10 years old you know and to something that's you know they probably wouldn't have watched on their own and actually seeing that like my niece genuinely enjoyed it i think that that was really heartwarming for me and um i think it does a great job with the way that it handles the soft kind of reboot i guess slash sequel for this one because we had a lot of those kind of movies this year that just didn't quite work out <laughs> you know you know yeah too i woke. recently saw one of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bullet time. Took me, um, took me four four days, but you know. Margo, Sorry, James. Take a take an energy drink before you watch it. I don't know, blood. I don't. That was me with fucking don't look up. But uh, we'll get to that later. Overall, though, I loved it. I think it is a great, touching um, kind of a, I guess like a eulogy or like a in memoriam for um, Harold Ramis, which I think was really really great. I think that's the part where I started tearing up near they, the end. They could have really messed that up, and they did a good job with that. So yeah, they handled it really well because sometimes also movies don't do too well with that kind of stuff. And you know the the old cast, new cast, and it did really well. So I, I'm looking forward to possible sequels or something, whatever comes out of this. But I had a blast watching this. This was a really fun watch in the theater. So that's uh that's my number nine. Going right back to Nabil again here for number eight, the Ocho. What is your pick? My number eight was pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone's star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. Fantastic choice, sir. Yeah, it was it was a great film. Nick Cage was amazing. I didn't even know you saw this. It was this recent. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw. Wow. December was a busy month. Um, Pig really spoke to me in the sense of Nick Cage's viewpoint fuck. on life. No, seriously, <laughs> where he was like, you know, it, nothing ever matters. Nobody cares about you. And I was like, I I understand you. I thought you were I like, I too was homeless and I came back and I fought an underground ring to get my pig. Hey, back. if what? all you love is your pig, you know, you got to fight for it, right? And that's really what we learned over here. Fight for the ones you love. Uh, <laughs> but it was a good film overall. It I, it was pitched to me as a John Wick of, of uh, you know, no, movies, but it's I don't not. agree it's, with that, though, yeah. Yeah, not, nowhere near Jesus. that. It's, it's a different kind of film. And uh, there's no real Did you go on blind se, on that but, one, Nabil? Like, no trailers? Yeah, I didn't see the trailer or anything. That's I just what kind I would recommend if you do, because yeah. the trailer is really misleading on that one. But I actually, yeah. um, I saw that with my mom, and she, we both liked that movie. <laughs> Did you? We, yeah, it's wow. a good, weird. It's a good now film. that you've seen it, right? You're like, you saw yeah. that with your mom? Like, yeah, because I was like, I have this uh, Nicolas Cage film. That actually was my one of my honorable mentions at one point. Do, do, you, you, know. do you recommend that? <laughs> Watching it. Watching it with your mom? With, yeah, with your no, mom. She, she loved yeah, it. You could, she I loved it, man. It's not, it's nothing wrong with the film. She actually... Not to take away from Nibble's things, but that's a pretty deep film. Like, there's it a is. lot of meaning yeah. on it, and like my mom like really enjoyed the 
overall message of it. So, Mark, if you haven't seen that, yeah, I would say if you watch it with your mom, it's a, yeah, she'd probably like it. So, good pick, yeah. Bill. God yeah. damn, I didn't and, expect yeah. that. Separate, uh, it had the same kind of connection, so it 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 spoke to me, James. Yeah, there's a lot of darkness in Nabil's eyes. You guys can't see it. Though. She's got a lot <laughs> Nibil, of hate. Nabil gets one surprise tacked right there. I know. James' Ooh, face. I I was like, I'm I'm glad we didn't tell each other the list because I would have never guessed that would be on your list. Yeah, right on. And what about you, Marco? What's your number eight, sir? Uh, my number eight is also Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh fuck! I thought you were about dun, to dun, say dun. pig. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it too, you know, fucking I didn't see the film. <laughs> how Surprise, dare you fuck, no. How dare you fucking assume I didn't see that shit? You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. Anyway. We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. Oh, Since bad, we bro. talked about it, I'll be very short. I'll just say a lot of what James said has a lot to do with it. The emotional connection, again, with Harold Ramis and his passing and how this is kind of like a passing of the torch with him. I, obviously, you know, and I say this every time, if you ever lost a family member or anything, then any movie that has like that theme around it, like automatically, like, you know, captures my heart. And yeah, Same you know, here. I shed some tears during the movie. Similar to James, I rewatched the originals with family. Then went ahead and watched the new one, and it made it that much more better. No, well, Marco it's, it's not also like... dressed up. He's not telling you that he had the jumpsuit on. <laughs> I did, but he, what he doesn't know is uh, I dressed up as uh, Lewis, <laughs> the, <laughs> the fifth Ghostbuster. And you had the earmuffs on, too? And <laughs> <laughs> the fucking earmuffs. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm just here to help out. <laughs> I had the glasses for it, so why not? But yeah, it, it was a well-made sequel. It felt like a Ghostbusters movie, and that's what I wanted. It, I got what I wanted from this movie. It paid off, and it was you know overall a great experience. Obviously, if you listen to our review, you'll know. But that is why it's on my list. It, right? Go back and listen yep. to it. If yes, please yeah. do. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Cool. Anyways, <laughs> Patreon only gets the next half, so good luck, everyone. Uh, no, number eight for me is another animated film. And for me, that was the Mitchells versus the Machines. Is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it? Ah, who are these unstoppable warriors? We're the Mitchells, the only people who can save the world. I'm super sorry, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I'm Katie. I'm sort of a weirdo. My parents haven't figured me out yet. To be fair, it took me a while to figure myself out. My brother, also weird. Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No. Okay, thank you. And my mom. Katie face cupcakes. Ah! All of us, really. How about we put our phones down and we can make 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact. Starting now. So I saw this one early on on Netflix, like May, I think, when it came out or something like that. Yeah, it was before the summer. Something like that. So it's it's produced and such by the same people that did uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And um, what a touching film. 
If you haven't seen this one, I think it's great. It's about uh, a really good bond between family and a really father-daughter relationship. And I really liked the the fact that, like, it, it's such a silly premise. Like, he's taking her to college with the family and then out of nowhere, like, these Facebook kind of-esque slash robots come and invade the whole fucking planet. And they have to kind of bond together. And But throughout this little journey... They learn more about each other, and they he kind of accepts the fact of like l- letting go of his daughter, you know. And the reason why this made it not only animation is really cool in this one, by the way, touching story. It even is gets a little heart choking there. There's also a Furby reference, which is fucking awesome, by the way. <laughs> That's funny. Fuck. There's some Furbies in this thing, which is so. Fucking That's what cool. got him. It got him right yeah, there. I've actually just picked up a Furby <laughs> that weekend too, and I was like, oh my god, I'm fixing a Furby right now. Hi, <laughs> Furby, Furby. And so what happened was I really did like the fact that it was actually funny. So I watched this also with my niece and nephew and it was like hilarious. It's not just made for kids. It's also made for adults. So if you haven't seen this one, check it out. It's a Netflix exclusive. It did just release on Blu-ray as well. But this movie is one not to miss because I, I was it was really great. I was I think it was one of those kind of movies that I'll probably watch every year kind of thing. So. I really like this one a lot. That's Mitchell's versus Machines. Now we're going to go to number seven here. Back to you, Nabil. What is your number seven, good sir? So this is actually my only animated film on my list. So we got that out the way there. And it was Raya and the Last Dragon. All right, guys. Remember what we're looking for. And don't trust anyone. Hey, baby. Where are your parents? Hey, uh, who's baby... This film, of the films that we we did see and and that I ended up watching um, that is animated, this just spoke to me the most, too. And similar to what you were saying, James, just a family connection, a connection to uh, to culture and respect and some of the empowerment of the character, too. It had a little bit of a twist Mm -hmm. um, with with it being set further into the future of what it was originally. And uh, the animation was just beautiful overall. Like, that really was just so it's such a picturesque film just looking at it and and what they do with like the elements and water and nature it's it's just it's a beautiful film a really solid story i i know again marco with our review you you were kind of mixed on it but it was really for me (laughs) a really good experience (laughs) yeah for that movie so i i thoroughly enjoyed it and it it made my number seven list because of it one of the few ones too that we actually did the uh disney premiere on it too by the way we did yeah yeah i don't think we had vaccines yet did we by the I think it was a little too. I think it was really close. Yeah. Every time we took Mark out, he was like, "The sun burns my skin. (laughs) (laughs) Someone help me. Put me in your backpack like Yoda, James." (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'm drinking. I'm drinking this um, fucking coffee, and it's got me loopy right now. God. Uh, Marco, go hit us with your number seven. My number seven film is Dune. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. 
the outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. What's to become of our world? So this is uh, James' honorable mention, but it made my list. I I had a, a great experience watching this in IMAX with friend of the pod, Sonny. Shout out Sonny Garcia, and it, it it was phenomenal, dude. It was fucking mind blowing for me. It's it's a feat that hadn't been accomplished with this fucking book. It's it's been tried many many times to uh, get turned into a visual media, and it it just hasn't worked out. And I, I think that this time, you know, it hit a home run. No, it wasn't, you know, the full book, but I felt that it it paid off what it needed to. And the story was still captivating and translated well enough for me to get enthralled in the movie. And visually, it was just fucking beautiful. It, it just had some of the most uh, original look to it, as well as some of the most original sounds to it. Like shit that I never even really heard in a movie. And I'm like, all right, that grabs my attention. You know, when you can create something that's, you know, looks similar, but still fresh at the same time. So, um, for that reason, it's in my top list. No, that's awesome, man. I assumed it was in your top 10. It's also in the Bill's honorable mentions as well. So, yeah, that's right. Good choices though. Great choices, and uh, that just recently came out on 4K disc, by the way, and it's highly recommended. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Just let you know. So if you have not seen it yet, check it out. Uh, my number seven is The Green Knight. Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be deep. One year hence. <laughs> As you guys kind of heard, uh, this was fantastic in theaters. I saw this with Mikey, friend of the pod. It is a story about you know, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, you know? So if you, I don't know if I, I was big on uh, Arthurian legend when I was in middle school, high school. So I agree with Marco. This movie is absolutely fucking stunning. One of the best looking films I think I might've ever seen. Truth be told. Yeah. I don't know if that's an understatement or not, but this movie was the sound. I think, the fucking, I think I told James earlier today that I could taste the snow. I know I, I wasn't high enough to hear this one. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I hated this guy's fucking last movie. That's why uh, he this director did a ghost story, which I thought was fucking terrible. It was so goddamn long and too artsy for me. And but then I was a decent fan of Pete's Dragon, so this is a a surefire hit. I actually bought this too, so I actually own this fucking movie. But um, man, great movie, man. And um, who's it? Dev Patel, right? I think that's Dev Patel. Yeah, I want to say yeah Dev Patel. Patel does great. I just, I man, I just couldn't connect man. to his character. Um, see, but once again, it's a, it's an Arthurian tale, so it's like I just saw it as like Gwen. I'm a huge sucker for Alicia Vikander, though, as Nabil knows. Yes, you are. So yes. a she lot of great. times when she's in a movie, I don't know if it's because like we're both Swedish, but I just like immediately I'm like she's the like most adorable person I've ever seen in my fucking life, and I'm like God, she's you know 
She's great. And, you know, I think she plays kind of like a dual role in this one, which I thought was really cool because it's the whole movie's fucking weird. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, and even it, scenes, it messes with your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene with these giants and shit. And like me and Mikey have references. So it's like one of the craziest fucking scenes ever. It's just like, is he just talking to fucking giants? It's never really? explained. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. It's just roll with it. I think the effects of the Green Knight, too. Uh, most of it's practical. It's fucking amazing. There's a breakdown of the very first scene where they go to the Knights of the Round Table and the they're hitting each other, and they there's a, if you look it up, there's some behind the scenes, and the way that they shot that, it's fucking amazing. So on it, this is more like so, like how Marco said he some movies <clears> are for like a cinematic point, and the, the way that it's shot, this is high up there for me because of that too. So yeah, so that is uh, my number seven. Nice, Nabil, going back to you for six. My number six film was Swan Song. I still can't believe it. You're gonna fall in love with a new little person again. <laughs> Just breathe. I'm gonna count you down from three. And on three, and two, and one. Breathe. I can't lie to my family anymore. The second you tell your wife that you are dying, your opportunity to do this is gone. You want to go say hi? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh,. You know, I'm a uh, as you are a sucker for Alicia Vikander. I am a sucker for Mahershala Ali. I thought you so, were about, I'm a sucker for movies that make me feel like I want to die. Yeah, it, it's a very sad film. <laughs> uh, it's fucking sad. Very, very sad film. Like, I'm sorry, everybody is probably like fucking James life never affirming. To, people are like James never listened to Bill speak. Nabil, I just love talking to Nabil because we have similar tastes on shit. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it is. It is a depressing film, but. It is also very emotional, very impactful. And it had, you know, I was watching this with my wife and we were both kind of looking at it like, would we do that for each other? Is that something that we would, you know, think about doing? Because you're, you're the whole point is Another to try to... Another Aquafina film too. Look at you. Yeah. Aquafina. Great in that great film, by the way. Too, hilarious. <laughs> great. Great way to great, kind of cut the tension in there. but also fucking super sad. You're like, oh my oh, God. Oh yeah. Definitely yeah. sad. Um, but... This is a film where it's like you you kind of question the things and and question your love and want to know how far you would go for it. And all those points are hit really well. The duality between the characters of of Mahershala Ali playing against himself is also very impactful. And you're like, I feel like I would have some of the same reactions. So all that just was encompassing and really, really spoke to me again. uh, Another strong, strong uh, emotional film for for can I mention two shot beautifully. Oh yeah, reeks of fucking Apple money. Was it in? Was it in Seattle? I don't know where it was. was Like such a beautiful landscape. It felt like it was the North Pacific Northwest or something. I don't know. It's technically the near future too, so it could be anywhere. But it looks like it's like either shots looks really beautiful. Yeah, up in the woods. Yeah, yeah. That I like that movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just that was. I don't know if I could watch it twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Because that shit was like heartbreaking. It was it was rough to watch. I was like, yo, this is it makes you think about your life like we're all we all die and it's inevitable. But like if your life was getting cut short, what would you do to make sure your family's OK? Right. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, the, my picks have gotten very introspective in 2021. A lot, lot of darkness behind your eyes, Nabil. A lot of darkness. <laughs> Getting a little concerned with your top five coming here. Uh, Marco, what about you, good sir? Number six. My number six film was A Quiet Place Part Two. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. Most people had finally given up hope. Very cool. So, y'all thought I wouldn't sneak in a horror slash uh, suspense movie in here, huh? But I did. And this one, I mean, it was postponed for so many fucking, you know, months, obviously, and eventually came out in theaters. And we were really excited about it. So we reviewed it. And it, it, it man, it was just so well done for a sequel. Because The Quiet Place is one of those movies where, like, how many times can, you know, uh, you capture lightning in a bottle, you know, twice. And this one delivered, surprisingly enough, because of the concept of the movie, you know, with not making noises and, and really immersing yourself uh, in in the story while watching in theaters. Ta- speaking about James saying that, you know, a movie meant for theaters, this is a type of movie, a franchise that is also meant for like viewing in in a theater because it really puts you into the experience of the movie because you're you're kind of forced to you know be quiet and you know listen in with the main characters on what's going on in their environment so i felt like that added a lot to the emotional experience to the movie also went to go see it with good company so that also adds a lot to it but uh overall the story was great it 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 was another one of those kind of passing of the torch type of stories similar to ghostbusters afterlife though I, I felt like this one did it a lot better which is why it ranks higher in my list and um <clears throat> yeah they actually were able to capture lightning in a bottle twice on this one i think that's that um for uh for a director uh john krasinski so far is doing and you know phenomenal job i was like damn mark we getting a little choked up there little guy okay <laughs> no well, i was actually what, I had to <laughs> My number six is also A Quiet Place Part 2. Schnee, what? Boom shakalaka. How you like them apples? Basi- ditto to Marco, basically. That's did all did our know. dicks just connect? <laughs> did we just dock? Drop the mic. We just am fucking docked, tor- sir. Am I fully torqued right now? I mean, well, I can't stand up. Um, no, I agree. This movie's great. It was fantastic watching this in um, the cinemas. The cinemas? What are we, British? It was fantastic, man. This thing just... The sound, the sound quality. I was in a great theater. People yeah. were actually quiet. They weren't fucking talking and shit. You know. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I I agree too. It was just as good as the first one. I think maybe even better. It continues everything. I thought. God, I can never pronounce it. Scarecrow. What's Scarecrow's name? Oh, uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, I thought Killian Murphy was fantastic. He kind of is the new surrogate dad in a way in his role, and I thought it was. Yeah. Such a payoff. I even was, uh, you know, when he tells her to dive at the end, I thought that was such a good fucking scene. So um, awesome. And it, it almost feels uh, like this movie was like a, a marker for things sort of returning back to normalcy as well. It was. I, shout out because this was our 100th episode one. It was supposed to be with this and Cruella. Yeah. You guys would never yeah. know what we thought of Cruella. So. Uh, Scott Reynolds <laughs> did uh, this one with us. Excellent guest. So shout out to him too yeah. for this one. Thanks, um, Scott. 
fun movie. Uh, I saw it like what it came out forty days later on Paramount Plus. I think right. All right. I watched it again. Yeah. I've seen it twice this year, so you know it's one of those movies that nice. I love the ending too. I hope they do one more, but if they don't, truthfully, it ends pretty pretty nicely that they really don't have to do another one. So yeah. So now we're gonna get down to our top five here, guys. Let's see where everybody puts Spider Man. Nabil, go ahead. Number five for you, sir. My number five pick, funny enough, is Spider Man. No way home. <laughs> By the way, this is not scripted. I had no idea he's wow. doing for five. No, we legit yeah. don't know what each other's list is, so <laughs> Spider Man was a great film. I loved it. I we talked about it in detail in, in the last pod, so I don't want to rehash. Is that anything why you're wearing here. the Spider Man mask and Marco's wearing the dude, dude nose mask. plug. He's wearing the dude <laughs> nose what plug I too. <laughs> He's only got the Between, mask on. That's it. Between James's Godzilla hands and Marco's, <laughs> I, would, I would type again. But I don't want to break the mic. I don't want to break the mic again, guys. So sorry. Don't get him started. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck, King Kong ain't got shit on me." I just started banging. So sorry about that. Continue. Yeah, Spider-Man was a great film. I love Spider-Man. I, it's it's definitely a top five film. It's eh, there was there were some gaps, you know. So and there were some, but just better, more emotional films. Again, this is more introspective for me. But yeah, of um, but the movie itself was just really fun. And I, I don't, you know, we don't want to say anything to spoil it. If you, you should have already listened to this podcast uh, last last pod, but nevertheless, we don't want to go into any details with it. But just an amazing film that. Um, Poppy will be in a lot of people's top fives, if not top tens. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? My number one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I <laughs> skip all of them. Skipping ahead. Skip past. <laughs> is Spider-Man. Like, we already fuck, know. Fuck this shit. Yeah. My, uh, my number five film of this year was Judas and the Black Messiah. I forgot that movie came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But this movie, which I saw on... Uh, on HBO Max, I believe is where I saw it on. But yeah. movie had such a great impact on me. I think it's a very well, t- very well told story about you know the uh, the Black Panther chairman Fred Hampton, and it tells a story that's really not that well known unless you really like do some digging into our history and figure out all the shit that happened. And Daniel Kaluuya just really immerses himself in the role. Like you, you don't see Daniel Kaluuya in this movie. You, you see Fred Hampton, which when an actor can do that, whatever the role is, whatever movie it is, like it automatically wins in my heart. And I'm just like, wow, especially if the story is very well told and, and is, is carried very well throughout the, the movie, then that's just an added bonus. And I felt that this movie definitely delivered by uh, delivered on that. Also, uh, Lakeith Stanfield as um, as a supporting actor also did a great job um, in this movie. He's also like uh, an actor that's, you know, not that well known, kind of under the radar as well, too. Like he's mainly known for his work on the TV show Atlanta. And it's nice to see him kind of showing off his acting chops in this movie. So, yeah, that's why it's on my top five. No, fantastic movie, man. I remember liking that one a lot. I mean, it it, it came out early enough even... I mean, yeah. technically, it's a 2020 release because it was nominated for Oscars and stuff, but it didn't come out uh, forever until 2021. So we'll let that fucking slide. <laughs> well, I think the Oscars they they actually allowed films that released up till February this year for but the I 2020. Need you, I need you to. I need you to <laughs> take your happens. fucking mic I think out. So too, I need you to <laughs> shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. 
You're fucking it's right. Funny you that's say that because IMDb <laughs> has it as a 2021 movie, and it has a Quiet Place 2 as a 2020 since it had the New it York does. release. It, it fucked it up because of the oh, delays, the and then Morbius yeah. says 2040. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's coming out. Oh, huh. It says TBD. Huh? What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> it says don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, I basically. Mean, shit, my, my bad. <laughs> Mine just says skip that shit. So number five, my number five pick is Bo Burnham's Inside. This movie a lot. This is a weirder one for me because it's not. It's not. Tra- it's not like a traditional movie. It's no, more it's or not. less the guy kind of discovering and <laughs> going into his inner wakings as he was, you know, quarantined and he recapped twenty twenty for us, <laughs> basically. And I mean, possibly twenty twenty two for the sound of it. But I love this thing, man. I it took me a while. I didn't see it right when it came out. I was kind of later on the boat on this one, and. I I don't know if you guys like Bo Burnham or not. I think he's actually pretty fucking funny. I think he's very talented, yeah. but he's also suffered mm-hmm. from a lot of um, you know, anxiety and he's, you know, he's he's talked about it openly about how everything that's happened, not just to him but to everyone obviously, is just fucking killing him basically and in, you know, he was planning on like coming back to um start performing again and then the covid hit and then it got him back into like a huge fucking depression, so he shot, directed, edited everything all by himself too. Which is insane because it's actually really well done. A lot of the songs in this thing are catchy as all fuck. And <laughs> they are so fucking funny, man. Like, you know, for instance, he talks about a song about FaceTime with his mom, and it's fucking so fucking relatable. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. so, stuff like that, or even like a sexting song, it's just so, it's so fucking funny. And I can't recommend it enough. It is like the definition of like 2020. And um, I've seen it like three times. So Jesus. it's one of those movies that like you can just put on because it's practically like a long ass music video if you think about it. And uh, he's super likable. That's why too I think so. He's not he's not into that like piece of shit John Mulaney mode yet. So he's you know <laughs> it's close, but I mean not quite. He's getting there. Borderline, he's marinating. Borderline. Yeah, marinating like a little him. bit. I was like, all right, Bo Burnham, I'll buy a ticket to see your ass eventually one day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number five. Top nice. four now. Uh, oh, thanks, Marco. Drum roll. Top four. Nabil, what is your number four? Good, sir. My number four is The Power of the Dog. Twenty-five years since our first run together. 
1900 and nothing. It's a long time. What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married Sunday. Sir. I didn't I, think you liked it that much, but okay, you know, I see you. Yeah, I thought about it as I as it sat with me, especially how mm-hmm. the film ended. It really kind of impacted me a bit. I was like, oh my god, this is way deeper than I thought of this. Because you're going did through you, it. Did you twist your mustache and said, yeah, what I was like, what is going on? Twist, Such a good twist real. ending that I did not see coming He's at doing all. It I was now. Like, wow. No, wait, those I are his pubes. Never mind. I, I'll tell you right Jesus. I'll tell you right now, Neville, I didn't, um, we're not going to spoil it, obviously, but I also was like shocked. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? So, yeah, I was expecting the film to go one way and I was like, okay, okay, I know where this is going to go. We got a broke back Martin part two, a mountain part two in the West. We got it, you know. know. I don't know who your Martin friend is, but okay. Yeah, right. But it ended up being a different kind of film and that ending really solidified it. And yeah, it was pretty impactful. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch, man, he, I I was making fun of his accent at first, but after a while I was like, no, he's got this nail. This is is solid. So he's he was definitely a standout. You got discount Matt Damon in there. You know you got Christian Dunn. <laughs> Matt good. Damon, sir. Matt Damon. Oh, sorry, Matt Damon. Sorry, Matt Damon. <laughs> so so it was a great film overall, and uh, had had some some really good heart, especially at the the ending. Um, really was a took it home for me. So great choice, man. It's kind of yeah. like a front runner too for all these awards. It's won the most so far. So we're probably gonna see that. Oh really? Yeah. Definitely in the front runnings for best picture and such. So you'll see that. But um. Yeah, good choice. I didn't think you liked it as much as you to put it on the list. Yeah, it's been ruminating. <laughs> no, no, that's good though. I, I I enjoyed it too, but it was one of those things where I think we talked about it. I thought it just took a little bit too long to get to it, but mm-hmm. I really like the story though. The story is, and not to mention, shot so so beautifully. Oh, it's such such beautiful scenery. Yeah. Uh, Marco, getting to you for number four. My number four film is No Way. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say no way home. <laughs> I keep trying to psych you guys out. Sorry. It's not going to work, huh? All right. Never mind. No, sir. I don't know. Just please stop. Okay, fine. <laughs> Joke's getting old. I get it. My number four film is No Time to Die. We used to be able to get into a room with the enemy. Now they're just floating in the ether. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. Oh my god. Target enough people. Number the people become the weapon. Who is he? James. You don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. That's double. So, <laughs> the bond of James. <laughs> I had a fantastic time watching this movie. Went to go see it with James and his dad. We saw it in IMAX, and it was fucking amazing. Great send off to the franchise. Great send off to the Daniel Craig character, and it, it was just very reminiscent of our marathon. Just because we were supposed oh, yeah. to include it in our marathon, 
And that was the original the, whole thing. It was no, like exactly. The reason why did it. It's We're done when the marathon and the, the new movie will be out. That, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it was just cathartic because we we had bookended that marathon, you know, with the final film in the Daniel Craig series. And yeah. it th- going back to that, you know, to those months where we were marathoning James Bond movies, like that helped me get through the pandemic. It was during like the thick of it. And this Isn't just was just when I always think of the beginning yeah. of the pandemic, I think of James Bond. I'm like, yeah, yeah we same. did seven yeah. films for like six I, fucking months. Cause that, cause that's, you know, what made us do it. We're like, Let's just do this. What else, what the fuck else are we going to do? And we were like, we yeah. don't know what movies are going to come back. We don't know if they are. So yeah. It, it just added that much more. This is where I talk about the emotional connection. The movie was fantastic, too. I mean, it's not perfect by far, but I think it's one of the best sequels in the series and for the Daniel Craig series. So that is why it's on my number four, because of all that impact it had on me. So my number four as well is a movie that I saw. I actually missed about 10 minutes of it because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it is also No Time to Die. <laughs> Holy shit. Did this we movie, just become best friends? Dude, this movie is so fucking long that when I had to leave like an hour or two in. By the way, Janelle came with us too, you asshole. So, That's right. <laughs> and by the way, she I had never know. seen a James Bond film. So once again, oh, wow. I, she just kind of just watched it and she's like, who are these people? I don't want to embarrass you, Janelle, because we're going to talk about dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I loved it. Um, I wa- you know, I enjoyed watching it with Marco, my girlfriend, and um, my dad. Uh, I love the callbacks to Honor Majesty's Secret Service too. Like yeah. instantly, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And I was like, "This is not going to end well for these fucking people." I liked having to narrate part of the movie into your ear. I thought that was great yeah, too. I like the fact that I dropped a whole bucket of fucking popcorn right when I walked in. Oh and Janelle God. just looked at me and I was so pissed. I just walked off like a fucking idiot. Like I was like, and I'm 30 fucking three years old. And then I walked off. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, wow. That's happened to me. So that's what I remember from No Time to Die. So it rose above all that to make it on your number four. That's yeah. All the first, well, I mean, I share a name that, with the guy. That too, emotional so. impact, baby. Yeah, I had to I had to put it up there. So I was like, all right. No, I loved it though. I thought it was a fitting end. I'm looking forward to the future of the James Bond franchise. I don't know where the fuck they're going to go with it. So, uh, But you can almost guarantee we will root it for you. So that's my number four. You know it because we uh, are the, the James, James Bond, Bond, James Bond podcast. podcast. We try to do it all at the same time, but it's not. All right, so <laughs> we're all out of sync. Top three here. Top three here to build. Go for it. What's your number three? My number three was Belfast. And they're not listening. You know who you are, don't you? Your buddy from Belfast. Well, everybody knows you. Hey, buddy! Your mom's calling idiot! We're looking to cleanse the community, Weaver. You wouldn't want to be the old man out in this street. Touch my family and I'll kill you. Are we going to have to leave Belfast? We'll fight this together. This is it. This is what? This is war. We're living in a civil war. What do you want? I want my family with me. I want you. Uh, God damn it! I fuck. <laughs> I know. Oh my I know God. James is gonna say that. He knew I was gonna say I that because I know Mikey you didn't like it several that much. times during it. I was like, "Dude, this is this is up fucking to Bill's alley." He'll love. I even told you when I saw it. I was like, "You'll love that movie." Yeah, yeah I did. It's it's such a good movie. It. 
I know a lot about the the history between uh, kind of what ended up being Northern Ireland and Ireland and yeah. that whole war in the seventies, uh, and it was a uh, it was a terrible time. And this film did a really, I think it, it did a good job of just telling that story from a perspective without having to be hyper violent, without having to go into too much of the detail. Just talk about the people that were living through it uh, and the choices that they had to make while they were there. Uh, I thought. It was interesting with the visuals, you know, it was shot in all black and white, but Ken Brana did a good job with with just depicting depicting a family and what they were going through. Uh, I kind of relate a little bit to it with some of my family history, with some of the uh, stuff that I have going on with my family abroad. But as a whole, just just a really good touching story. And I got, you know, a bit emotional <laughs> as well in some of the parts of the movie. But uh, I I thought it was... I thought it was just such a strong story from start to finish uh, that I I had to put in my top three. No, I, I, like I said, I could almost guarantee, I was like, I know this is going to be on Nabil's list. Um, It's kind of cool because that's, it's, it's loosely based on Kenneth Branagh's actual childhood, by the way. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was neat too. And for a movie that's, I just thought it was really fucking slow. I won't. I, I won't shy away from that. Sure. But yeah, I will mention one thing: is that Jamie Dorman is really good in this movie. Yeah, and I almost him from can, Fifty Shades series. Like he was really good in this film. I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah, he was in two really good movies this year: this movie and like Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I <laughs> that thought, was hilarious. So, <laughs> so if you want to see like two versions of him that are show that he can actually act, like he's really good. I bet he'll get an Oscar nomination for this movie too. I feel like I, you. I would, got a yeah. feeling. Not to mention, he does a musical piece at the end that's fucking fantastic. So <laughs> that's my favorite scene, by the way, Nabil. <laughs> at the end when he's singing, I was like, "Yeah, I like this. It was good. This is making me want to dance." All right, so the good, good pick though. Good pick, uh, Marco. What is your number trace, please? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> my number three film is Spider Man: No Way Home. You got to be fucking kidding me right now. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm just going to say it right now Because we'll do it together My number three is Spider-Man No Way Home Ever since I got bit by that spider I've only had one week Where my life has felt normal That was when you found out Watched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. Oh, shit! <laughs> Really I swear to year. God that we did not do this on purpose. No, we 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 do not have each other's lists. James and I were not sexting at midnight. So <laughs> would you? Would you? He's like, would you? Fucking number three. Would you? Fucking number three. Open up. Like, Shut up, please. Right, you go I'm approaching my number one. <laughs> I'm getting real fucking close. I was like, okay, Edge Lord. Sorry. <laughs> we're at the mid credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah. uh, but yeah man this this movie if 
it fucking hit, dude. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. all right. Did it have a lot of member berries? Did 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 yeah, you have to know <laughs> I don't care, a lot of history? You. I don't give a shit. Movie was fucking fire. It delivered emotionally on an end game level. So uh something that no Spider-Man movie had really done. Well, kind of into the Spider Verse, like you know, close. Like this, Not like this. Yeah, this. I mean, this was just fucking fire all all around. Performances all around, visually all around. It, it was just great, and of course, it was going to be in my top five film. Like, you know, that was no surprise at all. Uh, I mean, hands down, I agree, man. This movie was probably my most favorite uh, theater experience of the year. I want to say, yeah. Same. Uh, had a ton of fun. Uh, once again, this is one of the with my niece. I watched all the older films too, kind of leading up to this, just to kind of give her a heads up. Like, here's, yep. Without spoiling, like, here's, you know, there was other Spider-Man before. I'm like, I, I mean, maybe one day we're gonna show the X-Men film. I'm like, this is fucking crazy, right? So, <laughs> or Daredevil and like Fantastic Four. Like, yeah, they had a few missteps. I had so much fun with this one. I loved how it plays out. And like, as you guys know. I'm not a big fan. I mean, this is the only Marvel film I have on my list. Just heads up. There ain't another one after this. I know Marco's got Eternals at one, so. Um, <sighs> no, Venom baby. And number two, so. Venom's <laughs> <laughs> so, at uh, zero. For me, basically, <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it was such a fun ride on this movie. The whole time, I was like, I just loved it. And yes, the, my only issue with it is probably the fact that if you, as we talked about on the review last week, or the previous pod of, if you don't know the other movies, though, or the references they make, then I, I don't think it would probably hit as hard, obviously. But right. we're, we're, we are well-versed in it, so I was like, no, we're good. So I absolute <laughs> blast, so can't recommend it enough. Uh, Nabil, what is your number two? Number two for me was Judas and the Black Messiah. The Black Panthers are the single greatest threat to our national security. Our counterintelligence program must prevent the rise of a black messiah. You're looking at 18 months for the stolen car, five years for impersonating a federal officer, or you can go home. What do you want? Get close to Hampton. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Neutralize him by any means necessary. America's on fire right now. And until that fire is extinguished, nothing else means a damn thing. Which, uh, which, you know, why I'm defending it a little bit, James, <laughs> just be that it did come out in 2021. Um, no, that's fine. It, it, I'll say this much. It was on my list at one point during the year. So, yeah, the story, the story was just I, I didn't really know much about what had happened at that time. And right. How young he was. He was 21, I think, or 22 when he was, uh, you know, what, whatever happened to him. I won't spoil it. But Same. I didn't know that either, Nabil. Yeah. It's... Daniel Kaluuya did a great job. Lakeith Sanfield was amazing. Like, this just film was just a very powerful film. Uh, overall, just so, so much of it hits with what's going on even today, what was going on in 2020. Uh, and I felt... I felt really emotional just just knowing that story and how though they were trying to do some good and they were being misunderstood that it, what ended up happening to them and kind of stopped that movement for a while. It was it was very sad and 
it's it's just there's so many good things I can say about this film. It's shot excellently. It acted great. Yep. It's everything about it is just a, a really really good movie. I can't really fault it in, in many ways. So uh, and and it was just uh, a lot emotionally to bear. So great film, and I, I put on my number two for that. Good choice, uh, Marco. Great choice. What about your number two? My number two film is Blue Bayou. So man, this movie, fuck. It, it really got to me, man. It, it 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 was just so well done, so well shot, and you know this is this one's out for to James Alicia Vikander does a phenomenal job in this movie. Justin Chan, who's uh, the the main star and also the director of this movie, does an incredible job as well too. You you really feel connected to a, a group of people that are are really you know struggling and trying to make ends meet and that was like very relatable it reminded me of like my younger years when you know my my family come from humble beginnings and this kind of was reminiscent of that um the story is very well told it's it's gut-wrenching it's heartwarming It, it it really tugs at your fucking emotions and man if you're not if you're not bawling or at least shedding a tear by the end of the movie then you're not fucking human I know I use that a lot, but I mean it's fucking true for this one. I, I mean, you I, said it I about Black like... Widow too, so I mean, I don't. Sometimes I'm like, uh, okay, it's like, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> I said about Eternals also. I mean, you know, Barry Keegan, I can't help it. So, uh, it, it's so fucking Irish. <laughs> you 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 really like feel for these characters and them as a unit as a family it's it's believable it's well sold uh the chemistry between chon and vikander is 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 there it, through through their high times through their low times um the uh the young actor that plays her daughter i felt was uh was also really good and you know how i feel about kid actors can't stand them unless you know they, they you know blow me out of the water and in this case it, it did do that so it just uh it, it hit every single note it almost made my number one film of the year uh i recently saw it on uh apple tv because it's or yeah apple plus whatever the fuck it's called and uh it's available there for rent or to buy if you're interested so yeah it's my number two I mean, I swear to God, we didn't have the same list. My number two is also Blue Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, why didn't you say something? Because uh, I wanted you to have your moment there. So I was like, he's crying. Let me let him cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I love this movie. Uh, this was actually my number one for a long fucking time. So, um, But I wanted something a little nicer in the front. Because, I mean, this is a really hard movie. This, I, I mean, I'll watch it again, but yeah. it's going to be with like people that I mean, haven't seen it. Because... Uh, I watched this with Mikey. We both were crying at the end of the movie. Like, and Mikey <laughs> they were like, holding I, each other Mikey too. Mikey was like, "I've never cried during a movie. The last five minutes of this movie are so, so fucking intense. It's like, yeah. Whoa. yeah." And once again, Alicia Vikander, God, she just can't do wrong, man. She just can't do no. Wrong. And you know what I liked about her relationship Easy on to the this eyes movie? Too. She's a very beautiful woman, and Michael uh, Michael Fassbender yeah. is a lucky man. Uh. I'll say this much: her relationship with uh, Justin Chan—they are so believable. Like I yeah. liked that. I don't yeah. know if like a lot of the script. It seemed like it was maybe like um, just improvised a lot of times. And he's just—I felt that way too. Yeah, in order like to add a little bit more of the realism. Yeah, like when he's hustling on the streets, I'm like, is he literally talking to real people here? 
probably and is yeah it almost seemed, seemed like, it. like it it was like guerrilla like tactics of like how they did uh, filming and stuff so it was super yeah. realistic i loved it so number two pick blue bayou Fuck my mikey me. carried james to his car it was you know very yeah, hard i did the yoda backpack on him so i was like <laughs> I, read it, I was like take me home he's like you, you drove your own car leave it i'll come back tomorrow he's like who's gonna drive you i was like I'll figure it out who knows um yeah so let's get to our number one picks guys of 2021 this is the movie that you loved maybe more than all stood out to you so Nabil, tell me why it's in canto i'm just kidding go ahead <laughs> go for number one. well funny enough my number one pick is blue bayou what time is it it's early i got jesse fed i'll get her to school you sure yeah i'm sure yeah got it okay Antonio LeBlanc. How you get a last name like that? Uh, I was adopted. Is that what you wearing today? Yeah, why? Oh, nothing. It's a good choice. Come on, let's go. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from about an hour north of Baton Rouge. One by one, we build an empire. Where are you from? Like, born. Uh, I was born in Korea. I got this baby on the way, and I'm just looking for another job. Kathy? Hey, where you going? What's where going you on here? here? Hey, this is not your kid. Let's go. Hey, did I say Bye, you baby. can leave? Stop. I'm going to tell you one last time. Okay, that's it. Put your hands on Let him go. I posted bail. He should have been out by now. He's not here anymore. I took him. So, I assume so oh shit! Yeah, yeah. it it was uh, one of the few dramas that I got to see in the theater, and I, I had all the same emotions. It just hit really hard. The acting was great. I don't I don't want to touch too much on the same thing we've talked about, but I will say the one thing that really stood out too that kind of hit home with the emotion was when Alicia Vikander sang uh, Linda Ronstadt's version of Blue Bayou, and I was like, that right there is already like peak emotion and then it just kind of yeah. kept going on through the film up to the end and you that really po- felt that whole party like by the way i was like is yeah this my auntie's house <laughs> right <laughs> for me specifically i was like this is getting real fucking karaoke he's oh, like this is a deja vu what's I was going like, on wait a minute backyard uh-oh i gotta i gotta leave well <laughs> yeah the, all that um all the connection that he had with the, the little girl and and his his wife and just the struggles that they were trying to go through and he was trying to make his life right like it was sold so well um i don't think i've ever seen justin john in anything before it's the first time i've I've experienced you know him acting and obviously he's directing this too yeah yeah and so he was just so uh relatable like you guys said it's just somebody that you you felt for and you you saw him struggling you wanted him to succeed even with whatever he had going on in his past um the stuff that happened to him because he's a of a different race um was also very frustrating dude just that that intro alone where he's getting interviewed for a job and and, you know it just doesn't go his way i was like fuck i've been there Mm -hmm. it was it was all just some oscar buzz for fuck's sake I hope so. I haven't heard much about what's what's going on with it, and I hope that it does get something because this this film, I think, a little bit more deserves a little less of fucking being the Ricardos. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that's uh, my number one overall pick for 2021. Blue by very nice, very depressing. A lot of 
A lot of sadness in your very list. Very sad here. A lot of very <laughs> be, sad. Be movies. sad. Be, be sad. sad. Marco, what is your number one film of 2021? My number one film. Are you ready for this? I'm Spider-Man gripping no my seat. Home. I'm gripping my seat. What is it? What is it? <laughs> my number one movie for 2021 is Come On, Come On. To visit planet Earth, you'll have to be born as a human child. At first, you'll have to learn to use your new body to move your arms and legs. You will learn to walk and run, to use your hands to make sounds and form words. There will be so much for you to learn and so much for you to feel. Sadness, joy, disappointment, and wonder. You will grow up, travel, and work. Over the years, you will try to make sense of that happy, sad, full, always shifting life you are in. Ooh, excellent choice, sir. Man, if you haven't listened to our review, go back and listen to it. We even have clips of the making of that episode on our IG. Like and subscribe, share and follow. Anyway, this movie is fucking fantastic, dude. This movie tugged at every single fucking heartstring of mine. Joaquin Phoenix does amazing. The the child actor Woody Norman does great too. Again, another child actor that caught me by surprise. And their their bond as uncle and nephew on this, and the the way their relationship was growing, and how it was tough for for Joaquin Phoenix's character to relate to his nephew at first and, and, and him learning and stumbling. It, it, it was just so well done. And the fact that it was shot in black and white was beautiful. At first I was kind of like, oh, okay, it's a black and white movie. Let's, like, let's, let's see a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, I saw this one with my boy James. So that also added a little bit to Day it because it's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Day this night. coffee's fucking me up. <laughs> He's just looking it, it was another right one now. of our infamous date nights. And, uh, you know, if the bill was a little closer, obviously he would have been there, you know, and it would have been a menage a trois. So I would have been for it. Choke. <laughs> 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 Did we mention this is going to be loosey-goosey? Anyway, not to take up my full five minutes, but everything about this movie was incredible, and I was was left thinking about it for days on end, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. I I even mentioned that it was a runner-up for my movie of the year. I remember you saying that. That's why I was like, like, where is it going to be on this list? So it, it, it lived to, to... Go to the top. It's my my number one film. I stand by it 100%. That's a fantastic one. And by the way, if, if you do listen to that pod, that is one of the few pods where we actually go over the entire fucking movie. Yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, Nabil was not, uh, he was not on that pod. It was just me and Marco. It was a really, that was a really loosey-goosey episode. But there's, a, lot there's of fun a tear too. in Nabil's eye right now. So that's a movie where uh, if you do want to listen to our pod and if you want to know about it, I'd recommend watching that before you listen to the pod, just so you can kind of follow along after yeah. the fact, just so it doesn't ruin it for you. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of good moments in the movie. So, yeah, great pick. So my number one film of 2021 
is a movie that I didn't think I was going to like, but... Eternals. It is <laughs> 2021's Kingsman. I'm just kidding. Oh, nah. shit. I was like, I'm just what? kidding. Nah. It is licorice pizza. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair I'm at the girl I'm going to marry one day But her mommy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go Listen, young lady But her friend is nowhere to be seen So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seats with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? No, like Streisand. Sand. But the film is a sad thing for This is fate that brought us together. But she's lived it ten times or more Our roads took us here. She could spit in the eyes of fools You're not my director. They ask her to focus on Do you really want to see my boobs? Can I touch them? See tomorrow. Nice. So this movie was so fucking good, guys. I know you guys didn't catch it yet. Uh, maybe Nabil, did you watch it? No, I didn't get a chance to. Okay, um, you invited me and I couldn't make it. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, I mean I tried. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. This is maybe my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film now, and that's speaking pretty highly because I I like a lot of his films. So this he he was inspired by movies like. Um, Days and Confused, and then he brought up an interview that he was in, uh, a lot of inspiration from American Graffiti, which is super apparent Ooh. in this movie. So as soon uh. as he said that, as as you guys are, may know, I am quite the American Graffiti fan. It is one of the final papers I wrote for my little thesis in college, so I know a lot about fucking American Graffiti. Uh, if you ever want to read a 60-page report, you just hit me up. I'll fucking send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's got it ready. You don't, you don't know. It's, still, it's, it's still somewhere on this. this. Yeah, it's somewhere on this thing. But uh, it is a coming-of-age tale that just works so goddamn good, man. Phillips, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman's son plays Gary in this one. His name is uh, Cooper in this one. Uh, his name is Cooper Hoffman, and he plays Gary. And then... It's really, it's kind of an awkward story, really. It's like, it's about a kid that's like 15, 16 year old, and he he falls in love with a girl that's about 10 years older than him. And it's kind of like their zany adventures they get into in the early 70s down in uh, Southern California, pretty much. And it's. Is this a Marco Berrio story? No, just kidding. I I don't want to ruin it, but their chemistry, uh, Alana Haim from the band Haim, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. uh, Nabil probably has. I'm, the yeah, Haim sisters is three of them. All three of them are in the movie, by the way. The other sisters are, yeah. are, play her sister in the movie too. So, but uh, they, uh, Alana, and P- period, can act really fucking well, man. So, her chemistry with uh, Cooper is so good. It's like what the hell? It's so believable. I loved it. It is. It's funny as hell. It has performances from like Sean Penn and like Bradley Cooper is so fucking funny in this movie. I was like dying and not to mention the soundtrack to this movie is fucking amazing. I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It is a movie not to miss. I loved every second of it. I gave it a perfect five out of five on my letterbox. I don't really handle those out too often. And it just hit everything right, man. 
I love the dude. It's one of movies. I, I I left the theater and I was already thinking. I was like, I got to see this again. It was one of those nice. movies. Like I already was like, I can't wait to watch this again. So, well, let's um, go because I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, I love I, the dude. I tried to look for it in streaming and couldn't find it. So no, this no, is theaters only. So yeah. yeah. Uh, it was great. I loved it, and uh, it is my number one pick for 2021. So and good I shit, like, man. I had I a mean, feeling yeah, it would be that you one. Feel, yeah, I was gonna say it's also a theme about how two people don't realize they're in love without you know until it's maybe too late and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, yeah we all awesome. been there. Yeah, and I was like, don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But it's actually a sweet little story, man. It's got fuck. It's so fucking good, guys. It's so good. So yeah, that was my number one, dude. So. Good shit, man. So that's a yeah, solid pick cool. from from the sound of it. That is our top ten, but we are gonna get into a few little things here for what's to come. <laughs> so, guys, I want to know because we've, I mean, we've been going eh, not too long on this one, not too bad. Starting, <clears> I'm gonna start with Marco here, real quick. What was the worst film or the most disappointing film you saw in 2021? And once again, I know it's pretentious of us bashing someone for making a movie, blah blah, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, it's whatever. We get bashed on our shit all the time. I don't care. We're we're not even rich. Wait, so uh, yeah, it's like, look, man, you got to think. They got paid, okay? So give, give me your small violin. I'll play it for you. Anyway, I uh, I went through this. It was there were two runner ups, and I, I thought about. It. I was like, which one would hurt the least of these two? Which one would hurt the most if I had to watch this again? And I came back to the same fucking answer, and that's censor. Damn, fuck yeah, that movie, that man. movie, dude. Yeah, that I movie was, it. dude. It was, it was hard. I can't believe someone recommended through. it to you. By the way, that's the <laughs> yeah. Worst part. I'm sorry, Carlos, but that is the <laughs> fucking worst movie I've seen this entire year. It, dude, Spiral was fucking close. It was very close. But I was like, you uh, know what? I actually Spiral. enjoy watching Chris Rock. So, so yeah. fuck it. I would watch that one again. So wait, I got a question though. Have you talked to your friends since then to be like, yo, that was kind of fucking terrible? And just no, to see no, what he just no, not yet. But I, kinda, <laughs> I might end up I just watch you too, and just to see what he says. Like you didn't understand it or something. Because I mean, I know. I'm I'm curious what he would say. And yeah, me too. That's what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, I saw this one also. Good company, and and they don't like the movie either. And I thought that that also added to me wanting to put it on <laughs> worst movie of the year list. So okay, yeah, right, that's that right. was it for me, man. What about you, Nabil? Oh, um, yeah, there were, there were a few, but I'd say the one that, that stood out the most for me was Space Jam A New Legacy. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, both part terrible and also disappointing. They just, I don't know. I mean, LeBron that's one I definitely stayed at home film. to watch on HBO Max. I yeah, they're just. The bill, I feel like it, that it was, one. That one would have been on mine, except like I fell asleep in the first fifteen minutes and then never <laughs> went back. So you remember it? You're not missing like, out. Oh, man. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, you're not. There's. This is not a film I can watch again. I I I know people were making comments of like, oh, it's just this generation's. You don't understand their generation of Space Jam. I was like, no, no. The, the other kids. Space Jam was. That's all I heard. Different. It's for kids. Yeah. I'm like, I like no. okay. I, it's still. I mean, there's plenty of kid movies, but this fucking sucks. Yeah. This is garbage. Yeah. It was. It was a dumpster fire. It was, it was such a bad film. I'm not so. gonna go over any worse films for mine. Because, I mean, if you want to, check out my letterbox. I have a whole list. But <laughs> the most disappointing to me was Halloween Kills. Because Fuck. Yeah. it was it like... Was disappointing. I think I t- said even last year, I think, that this was my most anticipated movie of the year. It was. Yeah. I'm a pretty big horror fan. And um, damn, I don't know where they went wrong with it. I actually do know where they went wrong. They just made it like a setup movie. And 
it just didn't work. It was so fucking stupid. And by the end of it, I was getting more like pissed off by the end. I was like, yeah, especially fucked. how it ended. Yeah. And I mean, I've never said it so much in my life where I kept saying like, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like nonstop, <laughs> especially at the end. I'm like, fucking shoot him in the head. And see, and that deterred me it. from watching the movie was your guys' reaction to it. Wait, I was you like, never you know saw what? it? You haven't no, seen it? Dude. We're gonna no, dude. We're going to be watching the Halloween end, so you got yeah, to watch this one. You no, I know. I'll watch it, it eventually. I mean, I got a fucking year in a bill. I, I'll, I'll yeah, watch it when it comes uh, out on streaming. I mean, truth be told, you're not free. missing out, really. I mean, we watched it free, too. It was on Peacock. So. Yeah, it was on per- Peacock. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. one of the cool Peacock. ones uh, for Peacock. Um, I mean, my brother's got to log in, so that's why. Thank you, John. Hey, John, you want to hook a guy up? What is your most anticipated film for 2022, Nabil? Um, I, there's there's quite a few films that, uh, as I was going through the list, that so I was excited for. Yeah, but 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 just one specifically. And why is it Avatar I, two? <laughs> God knows. Is that really going to come out next year? We, yeah, this year, I don't it's know. November. That's what, that's what they say. I'm we'll find out. Yeah. Um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. Part One. Yes. That's yeah. It's exciting. I, the first one was a surprise, surprisingly great film, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the next one. I hope they don't fuck it up because Sony <laughs> has tended not to ever handle sequels too well. Yeah, like they're going to add too they much haven't. shit in this one. Watch, we're going to be like, fuck. But man. I mean, you know, Spider-Man Two, like the first one, was one of the best Spider-Man <laughs> films. So maybe the part one of this is great. Part two is going to be trash. So we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Marco? What's your most anticipated? That Mine is no surprise, and I stand by this. It's the Batman, hands down. I swear that is mine as well. By the way, yeah, just I watched that new trailer like an ungodly number of the fucking times. The new trailer made me more hyped about it. I'll tell you that much. I saw I've that hype since like, the fucking teasers, man. I was Dude, like, same. Yeah. Fucking that shit's coming out and soon. Hopefully that doesn't get delayed, by the way, because it uh, <laughs> sounds like a lot of things are getting delayed again. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So. Omarion is out there, guys. Gotta watch out. She started dancing. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But man, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and then I, I, I wasn't lying. I actually am looking forward to Avatar 2. So. Yeah. I have Avatar 1 um, practically defined the 3D era and a lot of fakes and wannabes came out afterwards. So, I, And I think this is going to... A lot. I got a feeling this movie will reinvigorate the 3D watching experience. I have a you feeling. You think he's going to do it in 3D again? He already said he is. Is he? Oh, 3D, he's going to do it in 4D, dude. Ks, all this shit, dude. Yeah, 4D. He's out there spraying water on people. <laughs> now you're wet. I'll go to, to Nabil's theater again. I got like, Surprise. this is a sandworm. Wait, what? Every projectionist has to go up and, run and uh, just blow some air in your face. It's for you. Are there anything, um, one other thing I did want to ask you guys before we do our outro here as well, is there anything in 2022 that you want to change about viewing experiences or something that you, like a goal or anything in mind that you guys have? Or That's kind of a vague question. For me, it, it really is, I, 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 I'm hoping I can go to the theater more. It has, I, I got a good mix this year, and I think the films that I did end up seeing in theater had a had a much bigger impact. I had more enjoyment out of them, and it it does make the difference from watching it at home. I found ways, you know, keeping it completely dark at home, no lights, and I put headphones on to try to watch the film, that and that helps. I'll, where are you I'll, hiding the I'll bodies? Admit, bodies in the bill? Yeah, where are they? <laughs> a lot of hate behind those eyes. Uh, I'll say this much too: that that does make a difference to Bill. When I when I put the headphones on, when I watch directly to my Apple TV, it. It it reimmerses me outside that much. Yeah, that yeah. that helps a bit, but ultimately, you know, seeing it in the theaters, I think key. So I, I I'm gonna have to 
try to do my best to to make it out to a theater more often. Well, J- James just gifted me some really nice headphones for Christmas, so. Mm, yeah, so got a nice little pair. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to try to watch less movies this year. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to try to focus more on, like, um, health and all this bullshit, so. I'm going to try to not watch as many movies. <laughs> He's like, I'm watching right 26 now. films for the He's podcast. He's like, someone talk to me. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm trying to focus more. I, I've I've gotten recently into like model building again, so I'm like I'm I'm doing a lot of that right now. So I think more away from the TV screen is probably healthier for me too. I, I can I can tell by your pictures, the yeah, ones you sent me you late at night. When you guys yeah. want these, I'm like, um, okay, I'm like gotta share. Pretty with sure so that's not part of the model. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my number one. Um, so my dad and I are actually like kind of bonding, doing models stuff. It's kind of fun because I haven't done it in like twenty right years. On. So uh, we're doing that. I think this year I'm gonna hit see the big ones, obviously, but I'm gonna try to make it not so crazy. Because if I keep trying to break records every year on my stuff, I'm just gonna fucking kill myself, dude. So yeah, that's all. <clears throat> and like more time with Janelli, and then you know more time with Bailey, a little pooch. So more time with me, Marco. Maybe I'll invite Marco to a movie or two. I don't know. <laughs> so I can tell him, man, I'll try to make that 5.30, bro. I mean, I don't get up till 6. <laughs> but okay. That's fucking no. He's like, bro, um, I'm seeing a movie at 3.30 p.m. Um, dude, I just got back from lunch. So you're going to make it or not? <laughs> uh, I I will I will look forward to having the time another drive-in experience Sorry. where I could barely see the fucking movie. <laughs> I can't, I can't really understand what the fuck's going on. New Mutants I, I said, what is going yeah. on in this fucking scene? <laughs> I want to relive that fucking experience. It was so goddamn awful. No, I'm just kidding. I, I hope that <laughs> studios continue to give an option and say, hey, you can watch this in theaters or you can stream it you know, at home. I think the way they're doing it, it is like... 45 days now, right? Isn't that the thing now? Yeah, it's about 45 days is what they're looking to do now. Yeah, yeah but, just, but man, yeah. it just, yeah. It Dude, was just nice to have that option. Mo- they lost a lot of money, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know, but fucking pirating, whatever. But I don't know. Get better coders. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it was just, just very yeah. convenient. Dude, dude, there was so many oh, fucking yeah. movies, obviously, that I was able to see and catch because it was available, you know, for, you know, either you pay a premium or it's included in your service. I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, Especially the smaller films, right? The independent ones that are hard to see. Those yeah. those are. <clears throat> yeah. I would like to see that more streaming because it's it's hard to go out to a theater and see it. I mean, fuck, if James got to go to fucking uh, San Francisco or Berkeley every time he needs to see an indie film, I think he's going <laughs> to start Actually, questioning his life thoughts. What did I go? Well, look, uh, like Red Rocket, I had to go to Sacramento to watch that one. And um, not a bad movie, mm. by the way. Marco, you'd probably like it. Yeah, um, I, I looked for that one too, and I was like, oh, not, not no, available streaming for... only. Okay, no, not cool. streaming only, uh, theater only. So, uh, but I think it's going to be available soon. Probably that, that's probably going to get some off yeah. too. But uh, I, I agree, Nabil. Although sometimes I like making those drives, don't get me wrong. And it's been a while since, but I mean, not everybody likes to do that kind of shit. So, yeah, especially with a 45 day window, like for instance, the Batman will be available 45 days after it comes out on theaters. I mean, I yeah. don't know. There's a, casual viewers probably would wouldn't mind it, but most hardcore people will probably go see it in the theater still because I don't think you want to get that spoiled. I like the yeah. uh, Disney premiere thing, you know that model of you being able to pay for it, mm-hmm. um, the thirty bucks. 
Yeah, for 30 bucks. Like, I know it's expensive, yeah. so it does kind of toss around what you want to do. But if you do have, like, a four people at home, um, to, and you don't want to go to the theater, and they are getting money off of it. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily part of the streaming, but you get to pay 30 bucks, and that helps the film a bit. Obviously, that helped Black Widow. It made quite a bit of money um, from streaming. Make, yeah, it could have made more, though. Yeah. That's the whole point. It could have like... made more. And that's a bigger blockbuster. But for some of the other films, you know, that, that could use that extra money, that's that's another good option. Is even if, even if they have day by pay. fucking tiers, like they have a tier like $20, you watch it once. You pay the $30, you watch it, you know, for like a week. You pay more, you get to watch it, you know, more times. Yeah. Like, I think that would also help, too. That's just my opinion, because... Yeah. Because with the Black Widow one, you pay the thirty, you got to keep it the whole time, which was also another added benefit for paying those thirty dollars. So, mm-hmm. versus some of the ones that came out on like Amazon, you paid the twenty bucks just to rent it, and then it's like a forty-eight hour rental, and that's it. So, yeah, not just Amazon. I mean, iTunes to Vudu, all yeah, those, yeah, and all those kind of things too. But it's hit or miss. I think a lot of those ones, I just wait. I'm like, oh, I can just wait. I'll just buy it. <laughs> thirty <laughs> days. All right. I'm looking yeah. forward to hopefully jumping back on games with the boys again. I'm gonna try. Should, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on the a little bit. So that is the end of the pod. Podcast number one hundred and fifteen. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this one and listening to our lists. Uh, once again, like Margaret said, let us know if you know what you think. If, like, if you have a list, do you agree? Do you disagree? You think the Eternal should have made this? Who knows, you know? <laughs> or, or not, you know. I saw a list where the Eternals made it on someone's list. Not going to say who. I'll smoke Yikes. I'll smoke it. I have it on that one. Uh, Marco, I'll still listen to you guys. <laughs> uh, how can they reach us, sir? You guys can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. As James is saying, please like, share, and yeah, please, someone tell us what your top 10 is. Give us one movie in your top 10 list if you have one, or just name a movie yeah. that stood out to you, you know, if you can't think of 10, Or whatever. tell us what you're looking forward to in 2022, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah, or poke fun of our list, you know, say, wow, those are trashy movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> also, if, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Smash that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. As we mentioned before, Spotify recently released a option to leave a review and rate. Mm-hmm. So uh, now there's no excuse. You can't tell us you don't uh, have an iPhone or, you know, I don't listen to you guys on iTunes. Well, I mean, if you're using Spotify now, you can. So look at that. Hmm? Like How about that? <laughs> Tune in to our next one, though, guys. Podcast number 116. We're going to start it out here with a marathon, assuming this movie does not get delayed. Uh, I don't think it will. It comes out next week. So we're doing the <laughs> Scream Marathon, five yep. Scream movies just for you, ladies and gentlemen, yep. from 1996 all the way to 2022, <laughs> actually. Be on the lookout for that. It's been a while since I watched them all, so this should be a fun one. So Same. Until next time, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a great one.